Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. I'm Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy and today we have a very special guest. We're here with an old friend. His name is Brett and he's joining us today to discuss a play called The Western District. If you've been keeping up with our podcast, you know that we discussed the book True Grit last week. What we didn't mention is all the corruption that existed in Fort Smith, Arkansas before the appointment of Judge Isaac C. Parker. Fortunately for us, there's a play that was written about the corruption in Fort Smith called The Western District, and Brett just happened to be a cast member in that play. Hello, Brett, and welcome hey. to Twin Talk. How are you? Good. How's Excited. everything been going with you? Awesome. Excited to be here. Good, oh, good. I want to tell you guys, I love what you're doing. Oh. I know it's awesome. You. you guys, y'all were made for this. Well, Aww, thank you. Thank you. I, now's the time, I guess, we can tell our listeners that we know we have one listener at least. Absolutely. We, <laughs> One because Brett, have you heard? My, you've all heard? You've heard all of them? Oh, oh wow. awesome! That's awesome. Okay, so Quiz me. Quiz me. <laughs> so Joy and I were talking when we found out you were going to be on our podcast. And Joy, I said, "Yeah, I'll introduce Brett as our lifelong friend." And she's like, "Yeah, you know, we've known him since junior high." And I said, "Well, no, no, I didn't mean that. I meant I know that we have known you since." Kindergarten, yeah, but I meant That's, like we didn't truly get to know him or hang, and, out. Or hang out until junior high is what I meant. Okay, so I so I told Joy I I don't know why I'm a, I'm a big uh, person. I like to remember my first memory of a person, and my first memory of you, we were in Mr. Hamby's class. We were probably in the fifth grade. And they told us, they said, we're going to have a special visitor today. And they said, someone's going to come in. <laughs> and they said, they're going to give a talk. Well, this blonde-haired boy walks in the room with a Boy Scout uniform on. And, of course, it was you. And I guess you had been on a trip to Scotland. Okay. Do you oh, I, have, I remember this now. <laughs> I had totally forgotten until yeah. you said this. Okay. I didn't tell Brett this because I wanted to see his reaction. Yeah. So you oh, did. Oh, no, I remember it exactly. Okay. So yeah. how, what was the story you got? Did you win yeah, a trip? I know. Oh. Um, John Terrell. You remember yes. the Terrells? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, John was a Boy Scout too. And he talked to me one time after a group meeting that he was going to go to Scotland for the. 75th anniversary of scouting in the world oh, and i cool. was like yeah so okay. we started selling donuts and all sorts of stuff to raise money mm -hmm. and we were going to connect with a troop from massachusetts okay all right and we got we were raising money and then something happened and john couldn't go oh and so we talked with the people in massachusetts and my mom said you still want to go I said, mm -hmm. yeah. So, so I was I was the only Boy Scout from Arkansas. Did you go by yourself? Yes, I did. Oh, she, my. Now, this I mean, think about when this was, 1982. Yeah, right. She took me to Tulsa, put me on a plane. Mm -hmm. They let me go to the cockpit. I got oh, wings. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, no, I got to go. I got to help them go through the pre-flight checklist. Oh, wow. And then I had, I had wings, which told the stewardess, or the, I'm sorry, flight attendant. She was a stewardess then. Um, that I was flying alone. Okay. And so she would come check on me every once in a while. So and was this the first time you had ever, ever flown? flown? And so he got lots of special treatment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we flew from Tulsa to St. Louis, had a six-hour delay because the air conditioning went out on the plane. <laughs> then I landed in, in Boston at midnight. Oh. A host family was waiting on me. Oh. Because I was six hours late, so they have wow. been hanging out in Logan Airport. We, we spent a couple days there 
just outside of Boston and is called North Dighton. And then we flew, the whole gang flew from Boston to London. We were in London for a few days, then went up to Scotland into the Highlands and camped mm -hmm. for, th in fact, I would be there now. Uh, it was in August. And, okay. And we camped and then came back to Edinburgh and Glasgow and stayed with families. Oh, wow. And then, yeah. That's wow. awesome. That's so, a trip of so a So he came and talked to our class about Scotland. About mm -hmm. Scotland and about... I vaguely remember him. Yeah. And did you have your uniform on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it might have just been so the top, but I remember the little bow tie or whatever. Yeah, I had all yeah. that. And I still have all that stuff from Scotland. I was okay. looking at it about a month ago. Well, that's on our bucket list. So can I so, share my most yes, vivid memories I was of Brent? Yes, you would. Yes. <laughs> so my most vivid memories, I don't remember my first memory of Brett. I just remember when you were young, you had super, super blonde hair. But was when we were playing basketball, this is junior high and senior high, and when he would go in the game, he was like a hustling hornet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if there was a loose yes, he ball, was. he was diving for it. Mm -hmm. If there, I mean, you talk about hustle, like a hundred percent. I just remember you were you were not lazy. You were you a gave hundred percent. I do 100%. remember that. Those are my most vivid memories. I do remember that. Of it. You were a go getter. Yeah. I, I still have my hustling hornet plaques. You remember the plaques? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like having awards for So you for did that. get the hustling hornet. You deserved yeah, it. I okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is your chance to okay. embarrass us. Do you want to share anything? Any memories about us? Or I was in. I would probably either I'm in first grade or second grade, and you guys are in kindergarten. So I think it's first in kindergarten. Okay. Christmas program. Mm -hmm. oh. There's a vineyard in the back. Yes, with a whistle. We're in the cafeteria <laughs> at, at Hackett Elementary, mm -hmm. and we're all stacked up. And I've got pictures, and you guys are about five people away from me in your matching dresses. Mm -hmm. Aww. We would sing. Uh, everybody either had a bell on or a big bow or something. Everybody yeah. had something. And I remember Miss Vineyard, she'd stomp back, her feet, stomp. and she had a big whistle, and, and it's not, we wish her. you a Merry oh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah she, we would get in trouble if we said, we wish you a Merry Christmas. She's like, it's not wish. We would get in trouble yep. for that. And we would also, Aww. she wouldn't let us do the fun Rudolph until we did Rudolph right. Yeah, you're right. We <laughs> had to do, we the, do all the echoes. Yeah, we couldn't do we the echoes. Yeah. Oh. That was, I yeah. remember you guys. There's, um, wow. A lot of um, good memories going to a small school like that. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone Absolutely. knows everyone, and eventually, eventually you're going to hang out, you know, yeah. like we did. So, we had, yeah, we, too bad we didn't have more time to reminisce about things like that. Yeah. It would be fun. But I guess we better get down to business here. Okay, so we are here to talk about the Western District. And I did find an article in the Times Record. That was written in September of 2018. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing, does that did the play come out just around that time, or probably there there have been two seasons of it. Oh, okay. And I was actually I was actually offered a a different part that I played in the second season, but I couldn't because at the year, that was the year Abby was a senior. Oh, okay. And she was in band. And we were oh, younger, yeah. And I didn't feel like I could. Yeah. play the part okay mm -hmm. so. okay so i'm just going to read just a small portion of this article that was in the paper just to so our listeners will kind of be clued in on what what the western district is about the western district a new play about fort smith in the 1870s when the federal courthouse was moved from van buren makes true grit seem like a children's story the play by local historian Brandon Chase Goldsmith tells the true story behind the founding of the First National Bank of Fort Smith and the real reasons why President U.S. Grant sent Isaac C. Parker to Fort Smith to clean up what had become the most corrupt 
court in the nation. Under Judge William Story, who had been appointed in 1871, deputy U.S. Marshals were making over $1 million in today's money, working at business, cooking the books, kicking contributions up to the judge, and dragging local businessmen into the scheme as returning marshals. It took two congressional investigations to figure out how the Western District of Arkansas was using up more money than the rest of the courts in the entire United States. So, Brett, what in the heck was going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and, and how are they getting away with this for right, so long? So, but I'm going to let you have the, the floor here yeah. just a second. But I, I, I just want to tell the listeners, I did get to see you in the play, and you did a really good job. And I was excited because I got to see it at the King Opera House yeah, in Van Buren, which is beautiful. Was it was a very nice venue. Um, but I have to be honest with you, because I don't know any of the history of Fort Smith, I was a little lost during the play. So can you kind of dumb this cool. down for me? <laughs> And just kind of give us just a general consensus of what was going on. Okay. So the Western District play is about the corruption that was happening in Fort Smith. It involved the marshals. It involved the clerks. It involved the mayor. It involved the judges. And they were basically stealing money from the federal government. Okay. okay. And, and what you said was right. They're... They stole, or embezzled, or however you want to say it, they stole, they, the court used and cost the government more money than the, all of the New England states, mm -hmm. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Ohio combined. And that's what set off the alarm bells? Yeah. Here's my question. Wouldn't these corrupt people, it sounds like there were so many of them, realize, hey, if we, if we steal too much money or embezzle it or whatever, people are going to notice? Yes and no. Uh, greed makes you forget. Okay. All right? And they were making money hand over fist. They were making... Right. Like, like she said, it, the equivalent is this. The total, it, it, it lasted 14 months and 20 days in 1871. Okay. Okay. So into 1872, all right. Um, the total amount was four hundred three thousand dollars two hundred sixty six four hundred three thousand two hundred sixty six dollars and forty nine cents. Today, that's seven point eight million dollars. That that's what blows in, my in mind. In Fort Smith, Arkansas, yes. the thing about it is, the the federal government in Washington, most people had never heard of Fort Smith, Arkansas. Right. Now, so they were flying under the radar. Angie said something during the True Grit at the very end that west of St. Louis, there is no law. Mm -hmm. West of Fort Smith, there is no God. Right. Oh, right. And that's exactly, this was, this was rough here. It, mm -hmm. was, it was an outpost. It was the last stop off before you went into wilderness, headed to California. So it truly did attract your yeah. lower oh, element, yeah. your criminal oh, yeah. element. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the thing was, it wasn't just the low lives. Mm -hmm. The court clerk and the mayor were two of the main ringleaders. Mm -hmm. And you, you had, in the, in the play, you hear about uh, whacking up business. And working up, working up business, whack it up to the office is what they would mm -hmm. say. See, they had, they had a logbook when the, the marshals would go arrest somebody. Well, they'd come back and they'd write down, I arrested this person for, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. They had two books. Okay. So the marshals would come back and they would say, I arrested this guy, and these, the other book had fake names in it. 
And the clerk would say, okay, pick somebody out of here that you also arrest. So every time oh. they arrest someone, they're making they're money. Double money. Okay. okay. Double so money. you're saying some of the U.S. Marshals were crooked as totally. well. Okay. Oh. So do you think the reason... Not all. Not all. <laughs> Not all of them. Okay, so Not here's all. my question. This is just a theory. Could it be that there were actually some honest people in Fort there Smith, were. but they were too scared to say anything because all these people were so powerful? Well, there was one, there was one uh, uh, deputy named Whitson who stood up to him and said, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. You can't do this. This is illegal. Right. And they conveniently shipped him to, back to Helena. He was originally oh, from Helena, Arkansas, okay. and they knew he was going to be a problem. And uh, in the play, uh, Mayor Brooks says he'd be better off, he'd be happier if he goes back to Helena. Right. And, so anyone who stood days, up or posed a problem, yeah, they would they just moved, get rid of him in whatever him. way. Yeah, whatever way. And yeah. Yeah, because I read something about someone suspiciously died of yeah. a was it an Jesse overdose? He yeah. was he was the president of the first bank. Yeah. And the bank started losing money and stuff. And he would go to St. Louis to a hotel that was owned by P.T. Barnum. It was called the Barnum Hotel. <laughs> oh, wow. And he would go stay in that same hotel mm -hmm. room every time. Um, Haymaker, that's the pivotal scene. Uh, you know, the play will come back, so I don't want to give too much away. Mm -hmm. But that's the pivotal scene right before intermission. And he's basically forced. He, he dies mysteriously. Right. Wasn't it as some he, sort of an he overdose? Drank, he drank... Or... He drank um, uh, not laudanum, I can't remember what maybe it was laudanum. It was for pain, right? And he would take that and he would drink that, and they basically made it look like an overdose. Okay. But there was a former policeman who was now kind of a heavy that was outside the door with a gun, saying, "You can do it, or I can do it." Ooh. But the reason he even fled was because someone was trying to use his bank to embezzle. He, he was money going to get more money. He was or? going to get more money. He knew somebody in St. Louis, okay. and he was going to get more money to, to keep the bank solvent. Okay. But it was all a setup. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you had to name, let's say, the, the top five players in, in this whole scheme. The characters? The, the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about um, the key people. The key, in the, the key yeah. in the conspiracy. Uh, the first yeah. one is Logan H. Roos. He was the U.S. Marshal that was appointed by President Grant. Okay. He was the top dog. Now, when he first gets here, it's already going on. Mm-hmm. All right? Uh, J.W. Donnelly was the court clerk, and Mayor Brooks the mayor of Fort Smith, mm -hmm. his brother-in-law, they were the two that were running the game. Okay. Okay. The marshals are going to, the deputies are going to do it because they're making, they don't, you don't make money. You made two bucks. Right. Every arrest. So, I mean, anything That's what it said, the true grit was $2 or, for an arrest. I thought, that's a pretty dangerous job. And I know yeah. $2 back then is not equivalent Different. to $2 a day, but I but thought still they're still not, risking their right, life exactly. for $2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you've got Donnelly, you've got Brooks, uh, Roots, um, you've got uh, Richard Cairns, he is—he becomes the chief deputy. Um, Roots names him his chief deputy. And then you've got uh, Charlie Messler, who owned a saloon called the Rialto. Okay. And you've got uh, one of the main deputies that was a real rough dude. His name was Shoemaker, Benjamin Shoemaker. Okay. And he was... And we still have shoemakers in this I area. I was just wondering if any mm -hmm. of the descendants... I know. You're saying, names, you're saying think, names that people are related. Yeah, that's wow. what I was going to say. As yeah. you were saying these last names, I'm thinking, nah, I don't know any Roots... But, yeah, Shoemaker, definitely, we have mm -hmm. Shoemakers in this mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. And some of them moved on. And then, like you said, Judge Story. Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then there was a German uh, named Bernard Baer who became the first president of First National Bank. 
See, First National Bank was actually founded off of this money. Okay. Did your mom work for First yeah. National Bank? She did. <laughs> she she did. did. So she, did she know all this lobby. history if when she worked there? you go to the lobby there? on Garrison, on 6th and Garrison, mm -hmm. they now have a new display, and Bernard mm -hmm. Bear's picture's up there. Really? Yeah. He also, he and his brother also started the Boston store. Oh, I remember the Boston okay. store. Yeah. But it was originally on Garrison Avenue where right. there's now a restaurant I've called the Rialto, which is named after the saloon. The, the original in the saloon. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. so which character did you play? Mayor Brooks. Mayor Brooks. I was. Okay. You scumbag. I was a scumbag. scumbag. <laughs> but I, you liked me though. You liked me. <laughs> yes. He was, yeah, he was likable. He was. He was. So he was likable, but just crooked. Well, Brett made him likable. Well, I don't know if he was he, in real yeah, life. <laughs> the thing was, um, Brooks was he was a leader during the Civil War, mm -hmm. and his his regiment was given the task of going to retake Fayetteville. Oh, okay. Okay, and okay. so he goes up there, and he, um, or I'm sorry, he he's he's given the task to defend Fayetteville. Okay. And his the the Confederate regiment that comes up to attack him, the 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 leader of that regiment sends a note in and says, "You've got 30 minutes to give the city over, or we attack." The guy that was leading the Confederate ones that were about to attack was Brooks's brother. Oh, wow. And for whatever reason, wow. <laughs> he turned and went south. Really? And there's huh. no, and no documentation. There's no, yeah, you don't know. Huh. But it's most likely that his brother, Edward Brooks, E.J. Yes. Brooks, answered, you know, right. do what oh, you got to wow. do. I'm wow. Okay, I'm just curious. Um, I read a little bit about Brandon Goldsmith. Mm -hmm. So he's the author of the yep. play. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Brandon? Oh, sure. What's he like? Brandon... Uh, Dr. Brandon Goldsmith, mm -hmm. uh, he, he's got a, he got his degree, his BA from Arizona State in playwriting and acting. Oh, okay. But he has his doctorate in political communications. Oh, wow. From the University of Memphis. So okay. that's why he's Sounds Dr. like a pretty Goldsmith. smart fella. He is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. he, he is the one who did all of this research. And that's what I read, that he spent the last five years... He's, that's a lot of time this researching this. This has been going this. on for a long time. Okay. Just finding little bits here, going through congressional records. And if you've ever read a congressional record. Oh, my goodness. Here, here's, your, here's your modern. Uh, do you like watching C-SPAN? No. That's no. What he was reading the records. Okay, that explains why no one's ever done this. Because I've That's never right. heard any of this right. history before. It's all, it, was, it was there. Was this all new to pretty much just, everyone? Right. Even stories He's uncovering. Okay. And he literally is going back to like the microfiche yes. or whatever. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. stuff that's not wow. been, uh, that's yeah. what I read, stuff that has not been converted over. And, and a lot of it, a lot of it became, it came some of it by accidental discovery. Mm -hmm. Here's an example. One of the prominent doctors in Fort Smith at the time mm -hmm. uh, was Doc Post. Mm -hmm. All right, Doc Post also made wine. Yeah, that's the post vineyards. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Brandon was going through a book, and it was his. It was Doctor Post's logbook. You know, treated Angie, gave her. You know, this she paid with two chickens. Right? <laughs> so he's looking through. He's looking through this, and a piece of paper falls out. Mm -hmm. Oh! He picks up the paper and looks at it. It's Doc Post's recipe for wine. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! I read so that he goes, so he yeah. goes, he goes down mm -hmm. to the Post family mm -hmm. and says, "Look what I found!" Wow, and that's they, amazing. <laughs> twin talk, twin talk moment. They, they get into this. They they get into an agreement, and the Post family has has created wines. There are three wines for the Western District, wow. and the label 
the background of the label is Doc Post's note. Wow. And that's the kind of stuff he that's found. So he, that's and he awesome. continues to find. He just, I mean, one of the things that has just been reintroduced into the Fort Smith school system mm-hmm. is for Black History Month, uh, there was a policeman by the name of Green. Okay. There, were, there was a Secret Service agent that came to investigate all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the, pe- the guys in Fort Smith found out he was here and knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So this policeman goes to his hotel and says, get in my carriage now. They're coming to kill you. Oh, wow. And he saves them. And that guy, the, the Secret Service agent, ends up testifying in the congressional hearing. Mm-hmm. But this policeman, Officer Green, was, was never known. But now the Fort Smith Public Schools are going to have Brandon. Oh, wow. That's going to be part wow. of Part of, so part of their curriculum. Part of the yeah. part so if a person really had time wow. and didn't have a life, they could go and just spend who knows oh. how much time in the library uncovering some of these I, I knew there was a lot of history in Fort Smith. I just didn't know we had so many evil people yeah. <laughs> in our history. It's it's, now, I don't I know guess, if yeah, this is really right. off topic or not, but I'm just curious uh, uh, what the Going State Massacre of 1872 was. Do you okay. know anything about sure. that? Because yeah. I believe it was mentioned in True Grit. Sure. And I know it was about some U.S. Marshals who yeah. were killed. Well, there was, a, there was a Cherokee Indian named Zeke Proctor, and he went to um, a farm and got into it with uh, a guy. I mean, I've got his name. Um... Zeke, that doesn't sound like an Indian name. Yeah, well, <laughs> that doesn't yeah, well, sound like an Indian he, uh, name. Zeke. He, he, um, he gets into it, and he shoots the guy and kills his wife, hmm. Polly Beck. Okay. So he's, have, he's being tried for this over in Indian Territory at a place called Going Snake. It's near Tahlequah. It's oh. A, it's a real oh, place. it's an actual place. Yeah, it's an actual okay. place. And there's a mill there, uh, a Hildebrand okay. Mill. Okay. Is, is where he went. All right. So then in this schoolhouse, that's where they have this court, and it's jam-packed full of people. Well, a couple of uh, U.S. Marshals um, lead a posse over to arrest Zeke, and um, a shootout ensues. And it's the, the deadliest shootout in U.S. Marshal history. It's mm-hmm. worse than the O.K. Corral. Wow. See, that's the only thing I knew, that more U.S. Marshals yes. were killed in this shooting yes. than any other... It, it, there were 11 dead total. Okay. And, and Golly. this happened on April 15, 1872. All, so all of them just trying to catch Zeke. They were trying to get... They, were, they wanted him to come to Fort Smith for, for okay. justice. Wow. Yeah. And okay. then he kills those. He They had that big shootout. Mm-hmm. So then another posse, marshals are right. storming out. And that's mentioned in the play. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. one of the young CCAers mm-hmm. comes in, and, and there, there's a fight about to happen among deputies. Are always fighting, and and but Ayers comes in and tells them they've killed they've killed Owens, and they you know their friends, mm-hmm. and they all get together and, and go. And so I guess Zeke gets killed in the no. shootout. Oh, oh he, he survives. Does? Zeke oh, wow. survives and eventually <laughs> becomes a policeman. What? Uh, and serves <laughs> under Judge Parker. You're kidding me. Martin. How did he not get hanged by the neck until death? Right I mean, fiction. how can you nope. kill all these he, U.S. Marshals? That's, that's, according to, that's according to the records. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, now okay. this next question, and I know this one might be a little off subject too, but, well, 
it's about the uh, Crescent Hotel in Eureka yeah. Springs, Arkansas. Okay. So in the article, it said that some of the, some of the money that was pilfered through the Western District uh, was used to build the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. And the reason why I'm so interested about this is because Joy and I have this weird fascination with the Crescent Hotel. Yeah. Right? Well, it's haunted. That, it's just the it's architecture <laughs> and, of course, all the ghost stories. It's, but it's just this huge, beautiful, this huge, beautiful imposing building. And it's, it's in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. In Eureka Springs, Arkansas. It has a long history. It's been several. It's been a hospital and a, a girl's school. Asylum, a girl's school. Mm -hmm. uh, so go ahead. What, what do you know about is, it? The answer is Richard Cairns. Mm -hmm. He was the chief deputy. And uh, Clayton, pal Clayton. Mm hmm. Karen's throughout the play talks about railroads, railroads of the future, railroads mm -hmm. of the future. So when all of this stuff at Fort Smith falls apart, he takes the money that he's got and builds railroads. Okay. And so they, Clayton and Karen's, are the money behind the building of the Crescent. Okay. But why do they build the Crescent? Because they're running railroads through the Ozarks. Okay. They're headed up towards St. Louis in that area, mm -hmm. and they're just trying to connect all that area together. And Eureka Springs was already a well-known, you know, kind of a, a place because right. of the springs. Yeah. And it was just funding, you know, putting okay. money places. Uh, just curious. Uh, you said Clayton. We have a Clayton Expressway in yeah, Fort Smith. Clayton, Clayton, Clayton House. In Clayton same House. Uh, uh, is this the same Clayton? Same. Okay. There was a WHH Clayton mm -hmm. and then General Powell Clayton. Okay. Um, but Clayton House is definitely it. this family. Very interesting. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about, and to me this is very exciting, was um, you told me not too long ago that the play was being turned into a documentary. Yes. And I, I guess I'm saying it is. I mean, it's, it's a done deal. It's, it's, it's in final. Uh, they've got to film some vignettes, which are where people uh, kind of fill in information. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly it's going to be Dr. Goldsmith. Really? He's, he's going to talk about how he found all this information. And okay. Stuff. But yes, it was, uh, we filmed up in uh, Northwest Arkansas. The largest sound stage in the state of Arkansas is called um, uh, Farm Studios. See, I didn't even know we had a yeah. sound stage anywhere in 10, Arkansas. 10,000 square feet. In Fayetteville. And it's, it's oh, actually, in it's mm -hmm. west of Bella Vista. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood Arkansas. you. Oh, up near the regional airport? Yes. Or? yes. Okay. How about the airport? Okay. There's a wow. sound stage yes. there? You're you, kidding and me. And if you didn't know it was there, you'd never see it. I'd, and, but wow. I've pictures wow. of it. So everything y'all did was done there? Was there. They, built, mm -hmm. they built and designed the set, the set at UA Fort Smith. Okay. Then took it up there. It was oh. Dr. Goldsmith kind of in charge of that. Oh. The set. He, now, but you know, this makes sense because Bentonville has a film festival mm -hmm. every year mm -hmm. and they have some pretty big names yeah. come in. Is that why it's located there to be close to the film mm -hmm. festival? Or well, does it have no, because to do with it was that? the one that could handle the production. Okay. This was, this was and you know, this, they told us that the set that we, we, I didn't touch a nail, <laughs> the set that the craftsmen, and they were mm -hmm. good. Uh, when you see it, you'll swear you're in a a conference room yeah. in Washington D.C. Yeah. I mean, they're a bust of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, right. and the period drapes and and all that stuff. And we're in you know completely wow. period costumes. Mm -hmm. So where did he get the funding to do all this? He's he's actually still raising funds. Okay. Um, several local cities, Greenwood included, have donated money from their mm -hmm. A and P fund. Hmm, in wow. fact, you, the Going Snake. Mm -hmm. Was filmed over at Red Wine Schoolhouse. 
I just thought this was interesting, and I'm sure this may have changed since mm-hmm. I saw the statistic. But I was watching a news clip, and Dr. Goldsmith was being interviewed, and I think he said Greenwood had donated 10000 to his project, Correct. and that Fort Smith had donated 5000 And my question is, the whole documentary is about Fort Smith. Who's yeah, in charge done, of the donations? Well, I don't know the answer to that. They've <laughs> yeah. done other things. Way to go, Joyce. I'm sorry. No, I was curious about Greenwood. <laughs> I've asked Why would Greenwood <laughs> donate twice the amount of Fort Smith because when it's, it's about Fort Smith? <laughs> well... And I'm sure there's a logical answer. I'm not knocking Fort Smith or anything. I don't know it. Uh, First National Bank has been uh, big behind it because this is the story. When he he imagine this, he had to go to First National and say, "Guess where your money came from?" Right, (laughs) exactly. Got a bunch of crooks at your end. But First National, uh, Mr. Seacard, and that whole board got on. They loved it. Okay. Behind it. Well, heck yeah. And, And as far as you know, Fort Smith is. You know, they've, they've helped in a, a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. and Maybe not just monetary right, donations, exactly. but in other ways, kind of behind the scenes type deal. Yeah. But, so, so was it, were you just a shoe-in for the documentary and since you no, were in I the had, play? or So you did have and to audition. I, I did audition. Um, I've got, uh, I had to go to the Fort Smith History Museum. And there were hundreds of people that came and auditioned upstairs. Oh, uh, it's a real neat area. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's where the they had the display for the old Channel Five newsroom. Oh, wow! Okay. And so, but we 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 auditioned there and didn't really know what we were auditioning for. Had an idea. Okay. But, uh, Did you audition for the same part? No. You, no, you okay. I, I played two different parts. Oh, okay. In, in the play, I'm Mayor Edward Brooks, mm-hmm. one of the main. Like you said, scumbags. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't come up okay. with a better word for you. <laughs> in, so original. In the documentary, I play Congressman James Sinear from Virginia. I'm the chairman of the congressional hearing. So oh. I am on both ends of the spectrum. In the play, okay. I'm okay. one of the bad guys. Right. And on, in the documentary, I'm the main good yeah, guy. I'm going to put Brett on the spot here Uh-oh. because I did see, he did let me see his audition tape, part of it. I oh. want to hear you say a line from the documentary oh, wow. with your Virginia accent. Holy Can cow. you pull this off or am I putting you Wait, on Wait, you got to hear part of yeah, his audition? Yeah, he sent me a little that. clip okay. of his audition okay. and he has this Virginia accent. All right. We could play, play the audition. Just can you even <laughs> remember yeah. one line? Um, I just want Angie to hear your Virginia yeah, accent. Man, it's so gosh. good. Um, I don't know if it's good. Um, let's see here. <laughs> um... Let me think of a line. Golly. Sorry. I, no, that's okay. I, 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 this was totally unscripted. Yeah. I'm just totally throwing um, him under the bus here. Okay. So uh, there's there's a scene where um, they uh, one of the the deputy shoemaker is testifying and he's this rough, you know, he's a rough guy and and uh, he's talking about all that's going on and and um, he uh, um, Sunir, uh is asking how he was sworn in. Okay. And he says, he asks um, someone, he says, um, and how was uh, Deputy Shoemaker sworn in before the grand jury? And, and, and he answers and he says, did you place his hand upon the Bible or <laughs> did you have him sworn by upholding his right hand? 
And then he answers and, and he says, and you know, they're messing around and finally he looks at she and he says, Well you told to raise your right hand. That's awesome. Did you, like, did you just come up good. with that on your own, or did you I, actually go and find I, like someone I tried from Virginia? To find, and Virginia has a bunch of different acts, just like Arkansas. Just like Arkansas. There, there are some that have a real hard R, mm-hmm. and a real deep in their voice. Yeah. They live up in the mountains. Yes. And they talk about it like this. <laughs> and, and but this guy was more. He was more over in the eastern side, so it's kind of Carolina. Yeah. So I relaxed it. More blood of bean. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of our concerns is that people won't be able to understand us on our Twin Talk podcast because of our strong Southern accent. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to so, put, put you on the spot. Okay. Both of you, I don't know if you realize it, but you both did a rooster Cogburn. <laughs> yes, we did. And, uh, That's why we lost it. When she did the Jeff Bridges <laughs> accent <laughs> and all three hours of sleep, I just it lost awesome. it. Yeah, it, was, it was awesome. Oh, my god. The goodness. whole thing was, oh, girl, so wait. <laughs> but I was going to ask you, I, I'm, laughing, I'm laughing out loud in the uh, office, and people are like, what do you listen to? It's like, uh, just don't worry about it. I'm sorry, but when she no. said, we're from Arkansas, and we can't, can't understand <laughs> Jeff Bridges, I just yeah. lost yeah. it. Yeah, and then Joy was just trying to really defend her position on how good he was, and then she I, started laughing this well, year. Okay, what I, is your opinion I, on Jeff Bridges' I, performance? I think it was awesome. See? I, let, here, here's the thing. John Wayne is John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, and by the way, he did, uh, in the book, he had an eye patch on. Just, y'all were debating that. Okay. He has an eye patch. I never did get a chance because to Because I did some research and they said he didn't. Really? Yeah, after yeah, the podcast. Yeah, because after the podcast, she went okay, and you back to the book. me in the book gonna, where that was at, it, and I'll believe you. Okay. Because, because I went and I did some research and they said it and, never mentions it in the book. And we may, mm-hmm. I don't mean, to, I'm not going to jump, but mm-hmm. you talked about who he was based on. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's... Heck it, Thomas or... Well, it was a guy named Whitson. Okay. C.K. Whitson. <laughs> He uh, he wore an eye patch, and there's a picture of him okay. on the Fort Smith website. And he always kept his hat down over his head because yes. he, oh. he 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 kind of tried. That's to the hide one it. I said that they claimed their great grandfather. Do you? I don't know if you remember yeah, this, yeah, but that's yeah. who they were referring to. And they and there was a picture. And you're right; he always wore his hat mm-hmm. down yeah, over his eye. This yeah. was the great grandfather. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just kidding. No, no you're probably no, right. No, I I. I I, mean, I, I would have to go back sure. through the we book. Have to, we should have brought the book. I yeah, guess. we should have. Yeah, I would have I, to go back through the book and see. I and don't to remember. be fair, I googled did he wear an eye patch in the book. So you know that's you not didn't go that, straight that's to the not source. a true. Yeah, you, 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 you can't tell. <laughs> Google, you know, it's not always hey, accurate. Dude. So yeah, so, so I, I'm. So you thought Jeff Bridges did a good I job thought, as Richard Cobb because 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 it was completely different from John Wayne. Yeah, I agree. And I think I even read that he. Had seen the movie years ago, but he did not rewatch it he because did he did not want it to hinder his he, interpretation of the character. He, his, uh, his whole idea, uh, the idea that he asked how much did he have to drink. Yes. Much, okay. Mm-hmm. He was trying to get it, the character. It plays into yeah. it. Yeah. You, you when you're when you're playing a role, you want to know as much about mm-hmm. the person and try to. Become mm-hmm. the person. Sure. That's what I tried when, to okay. tell her. When when I disagree with that. When I was in the play, <laughs> when we were rehearsing, we rehearsed at uh, UA Fort Smith, okay. right in one of the buildings there. And um, one day, I, for whatever reason, got the idea that Mayor Brooks smoked a cigar. Right. So I went by Winston's and grabbed a cigar, 
and just started rehearsing with it. Right. It felt comfortable. They, and it felt natural mm-hmm. to have a cigar. They said, uh, you're going to do that from now on. Mm-hmm. Right. Brandon went to uh, Winston's and 906 on mm-hmm. Garrison. They're the same owners. They donated a humidor. Oh, wow. And a bunch of cigars, Ashton cool. cigars. Wow. So every night in the play, and I've got my rehearsal cigar still. Mm-hmm. It's about that big. Yeah. But do I you actually smoke um, cigars? Cigar? Mm-hmm. I do you, now. Okay. You do now. Uh-oh. You've got a taste for them, huh? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. So, so I would go in with this little stump at the beginning of the mm-hmm. play and go up to the bar, and Charlie Messler would pull out that humidor, open it up, and there'd be a brand-new, fresh Ashton. Wow. And oh. I would take that and I'd throw the old one in there, right. and the rest of the play, I, sm- I had a brand-new Ashton. I couldn't smoke it in the play, yeah. but I did smoke it in the documentary. Okay, so I, I wonder... also smoked a cigar just because I wanted to. <laughs> and and we did we filmed on a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. And in those three days, I really didn't smoke one on Friday, but Saturday and Sunday I did. I Ooh. smoked five. They're called Camachos. <laughs> oh my goodness! They're about they're about eight inches long. Right. <laughs> it's like having a branch in your mouth. <laughs> and 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 they said light it up. Did so, you get sick? No. 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 Wow. And, but, that sounds like so many. And it, but it added to the atmosphere. They mm-hmm. they use a fog machine mm-hmm. because oh. you want a haze. Yeah. Because yeah. it's supposed to look like a right. bunch of guys been smoking. Yeah. And the cool thing was there was a uh, the the um, she's not the secretary she's a stenographer she's off over my shoulder on a de- at a desk and they had made a a costume. Uh, designer had made her a period dress, a full period dress, and she. We figured out. We were talking about well, how do you light a cigar because you don't have lighters. Oh right. So she gets up and brings a candle over oh. and lights my cigar. Oh, right. And the candle and and, and I never so, thought about how so they lit their cigars. In those yeah. in those uh, two uh, days of filming. I smoked five, five oh, Camacho cigars. It was awesome. So, I'm just glad you didn't get sick. So tell sick. us, a, what was the experience like being in a documentary? And tell us about that director. I heard that, he's kind of okay. special. All right. So Josh Baxter is the director. Okay. And he has multiple awards. We did a Zoom uh, to start, you know, mm-hmm. to, to talk about kind of what he expected. Just you and the director? Me or? and the director and Brandon. And Brandon. Dr. Or Dr. Yeah, Goldsmith. we were all Zoom. Okay. And so uh, behind him, in his... Uh, officer, he called it his man cave. <laughs> what the first thing I noticed was Indiana Jones's hat and whip. What yeah. the original uh, ones? No, I don't. Oh, think so. <laughs> still, like, wow. it's like, so I was you, like, oh, you I had like Indiana this. Jones, yeah. and okay. he had he had the airplane, a model of the airplane in Raiders of the Lost Ark, wow. with the big German guy. Mm-hmm. So that's there, and I'm thinking he and I are going to look all crazy. Oh yeah, and then he's got these statues behind him, and I'm thinking. Are those Oscars? Oh my so goodness. I talked I talked to Josh. Mm-hmm. And I said, Were those Oscars? He said, No, but thank you for thinking. So he said, oh, okay. Maybe one. He said they're tellies, okay. which is for documentaries. Okay. And he was also uh, nominated for an Emmy. Oh wow. Can you tell us just a couple of the things that he He won he worked or? on Sling Blade. Oh, okay. As he was a, he was a crewman because he was younger, you know, mm-hmm. when they shot that. Yeah. But he worked on Sling That's Blade. That's a good experience that and, for a and movie like that. He he just um, he has a, uh, it's a docudrama about uh, Charles Sullivan. During World War II, uh, Mr. Sullivan crashed on New Guinea, mm-hmm. and he survived for 30 days in oh, the jungle. Wow. And it's, it's called, it's called Injury Slight 
Please advise. That's the name of the deal. Mm-hmm. And the guy who Hendry played Henry Slight, Slight, okay. right? Okay. The guy who played Sully in that docudrama played Shoemaker. Oh, okay. In the okay. He's a, he's a he's a hood. Okay. He's so, a, what was the name? Baxter is his name. Josh Baxter. Josh Baxter. Right. Where is yeah, he from? He's in Bentonville. Oh, he, he actually worked for Walmart. He does documentary. He does oh. things for Walmart. So he's an Arkansas guy. He's an Arkansas. Oh, guy. oh very yeah. exciting. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then Amber Lindley is the producer, and she uh, had she produced a movie called Painted Woman. That okay. that's on Stars now. It's a western. Yes, I've, it's on Stars. I've seen it. She the title, that, but I haven't so seen it yet. She's the producer on this. Oh wow! Yeah. So because I was wondering, Jeff, my husband and I were flipping through there and we were looking, trying to find something to watch. Mm-hmm. And he said, "What about this painted woman?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "I don't know what that's about. Keep going." <laughs> I had well, no clue. Watch, now but now I know. It. I need yeah. to go back and yeah. see yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. Amber Lindley was the. She's the producer. And she's okay. the producer on the Western District. And that's so awesome. I'm really clueless about documentaries, but how similar are they to say live TV? Did you actually have like the live or oh, action? Yeah. Every and time they're snapping right in your and, face. Yes. Okay. You do multiple takes from multiple mm-hmm. angles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that was what was exciting for me. When mm-hmm. that studio has a costume department, okay. permanent costume department, mm-hmm. it's got a makeup department with two chairs. Wow! So you, you felt like you were in oh California, gosh, or Hollywood. Like, <laughs> were you getting like the star treatment? Mm-hmm. You were every, every uh-huh. time. Every time there would be a break. Of course, we had to put our masks on. Oh boy! Between every oh. deal, they'd say, the 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 assistant director would say he would say, "Okay, mask up." So we'd have to put our mask back mm-hmm. on, and we're sitting there in period. You know, it's kind of yes. ironic. And I've it's got a picture funny. I took with me and George Washington's bus, and I've got my Western <laughs> District mask on. But every time we would, in between takes, all of a sudden somebody would be behind me checking my tie, oh. drying my, you know, you're patting just, my head, yeah. and stuff, <laughs> like and making, sure, making sure my mustache, because I had to shave my beard, uh-huh. so I just had a big mustache right. and stuff. And, and, uh, so you're getting VIP oh, treatment. Oh man, it was it was. So you never I wasn't had to, to ask that. for a glass of water. It was there. They, it was. Yeah, there. <laughs> they, I mean, they were very, very, very nice. They catered. Mm-hmm. You know, we had meals, and, and now, we shot. We would start. I would get there at about eight o'clock in the morning to start, and would leave about nine or so. Did you have to wow. take off work at all to do any of this? I did. Or? Okay. I did. I took off Friday. No, I wow. knew. Cool. Yeah. Can I and, be your agent? Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. um, like Josh. And Amber, they're on IMDb. You can find their their profiles. Oh, on okay, IMDb. that's yeah. cool. And I think probably Clayton's on there as well. There's several. Wow, you may have this your own legit, page. This was legit yeah, cool. stuff, and it was really yeah, it was exciting. So, it is so exciting. you said it's in the final final stages. Well, they've got a film, what are called the vignettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about a documentary. They'll go and talk to an expert. You know, you'll all of a sudden mm-hmm. there'll be a close up of an expert mm-hmm. saying, you know, well, Judge Parker did this and that. That's the stuff they're filming plus. Brandon's stuff, right. and then they'll have to do voiceover work, okay. you know, the narrator, and then edit. So they're hoping. I think the goal is spring. Spring. Uh, okay. I talked to Josh today and and Brandon, in fact, and they were actually going to have a Zoom. Um, the three of them. You know, it's funny because I was thinking today about this. I thought, you know, sometimes you'll see an actor and actress on a talk show mm-hmm. and they'll start asking them questions about the upcoming production and they'll say, oh, well, I can't, can't talk about this or that. And I thought, I wondered if you were under any I'm, obligation not, not to. Say yeah, okay. Well, my question is, and you may not know the answer, I don't know, was any of the documentary actually filmed in Fort Smith? Like as far as um, are they going to show the gallows or the courthouse or anything like yes, that? Yes, that the part that they're doing now will be filmed in Fort Smith. Okay. 
the like I said, the going snake, which is part of the documentary, was filmed in Greenwood. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. So not, not yeah. even a mile so, from here, because right. that was my big complaint with, about True Grit was they did not film the courthouse scene. It had like mountains okay. or whatever in the background. And I, and I was just I, hoping I that this was more true. Oh yeah. That well, there would be some of it would show actual places. In as as much as you can. The the yeah. schoolhouse that the shootout took place in doesn't exist anymore. Right, but, but I meant like they could show the courthouse. The, 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 the red wine schoolhouse is very similar. Yeah. The same style because it was a you know your little house on the prairie thing. Right. The church was the school was this town yes. hall was the you know all one deal. Um, the, the whole thing with the 1969 True Grit and the Colorado Mountains yes. and filming and, and Ridge, Ridgeway and all that yes. stuff, that was part practical because they did send a scout team. That's what I read. And mm -hmm. it just wasn't. Well, number one, you're talking 1968 when they filmed it. Mm -hmm. 1968 Fort Smith is modern. That's true. And mm -hmm. you didn't have CGI and stuff to remove buildings in the backgrounds. Oh, that wouldn't be there. That's true. So you could, it wasn't practical. That's and true. And then they also scouted for 2010 mm -hmm. and tried to use, but they couldn't. It's just, you know, it, and mm -hmm. by then the tornado had come through, oh, changed right. some things about Fort Smith. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't understand why they couldn't have used the courthouse, like the interior. I think that's my point. Why not I, use Judge why, Parker's and there could have courthouse been a thing. I don't know if there was the a gallows. thing with the and, National Park mm -hmm. restrictions it or whatever, be. but I would think they would have been all for that. Right. Um, but... They filmed that one in Granger, Texas, mm -hmm. and Austin, Texas, and Santa Fe, New Mexico. Right. So, and and the the idea of the mountains, you know, the Colorado mountains, mm -hmm. the 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 San Bowie Mountains, which are over by Wilburton, mm -hmm. which is part of where they would have gone. They're not big, tall. Right. You know, the tallest point between the Appalachians and the Rockies is Mount Magazine. Mm, right. Well, that's that's the tallest point, mm -hmm. not just in Arkansas, but in the entire. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but the San Bowie Mountains and then the Winding Stair Mountains down toward Queen Wilhelmina State Park. Mm -hmm. That's the the loop they took. They okay. Climbed. That's where Angie and I were talking about when it gets cooler. We want to go down and, and uh, I guess there's a big park there at the Winding Stair Mountains. They said yeah, there's a Queen, big park. Queen Wilhelmina. And yeah, there's yeah. that drive, the Talamina Drive. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go and and just experience all that. I'm gonna so. I'm gonna do a, a motorcycle ride. Ooh. I'm, oh, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna start in Dardanelle. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna come up to Fort Smith. I'm going to go down through Poto, down into Wilburton to right. Robbers Cave. Oh, yeah, I would like to go to Robbers Cave. And then down to Callister, and then okay. come back by Sardis Lake, and go up across Talamina Drive, right. and then come back to Fort Smith. I'm oh, that'll be pretty. Are you going to wait till the fall mm -hmm. when the leaves are turning? That'd what, be beautiful. What did you say it was called? The what? I'm going to call it the True Grit Trail. Oh, the there True Grit Trail. Okay. Yeah. okay. All the motorcycle rides. Tracy, mm -hmm. Polka, Mike, mm -hmm. um, guys need to ride. Is the name yeah. of the documentary the same? It's the Western District. Okay. So, So are you... Is there a chance next year we could turn the TV on and it's on Netflix? That's I mean, what they're hoping. For. That's what they're okay. Netflix, Stars, PBS, History Channel. That's so in your wildest dreams. Never. Uh, I mean, in cool. your wildest dreams, though, what would what would your what would your dream be for this to happen with this documentary? What that would you like on, to see? I would like for it to be on Stars or Netflix. I'd like. Mm -hmm. I would like to see. And there was there's you hear rumbles about everything. They talked about. The possibility of this becoming a series, Ooh. kind of like True Detective, that right. would be cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. because there's so many stories, mm -hmm. there's so much mm -hmm. that happened. You know, mm -hmm. the play, mm -hmm. 
he had to shrink oh, that I know. down and, to, and, you know, and there's just so much going right. on. And honestly, I thought the play was good, but there was so, so much, much in it. It was it hard like they to, were trying to pack too much information yeah, it was into hard to, For it's me, it was hard, hard to. Story. He's, yeah. he's condensing yeah. 14 yes. months and 20 days right. into two hours. Yeah, and that's, a, that's an yeah. incredibly hard It does hard sound like there's enough content here yeah. that it could be a, a short I series. I think that's the thought. And there, if you so, could get a partner, so oh see, man, we're getting away ahead of ourselves, yeah. but man, yeah, right. we can say we knew you win. Help, help me out here. There, There is a guy, a Dakota somebody, and he does these stories of the Old West on this radio program. I used to hear it every mm -hmm. morning when I was coming to work. Okay. I think his name was Dakota Livesey. But my point is, is there every single day he had a different story oh, yeah. of the Old oh, yeah. West. So I agree with you. I think oh, you probably enough. had enough material that you could do a series like that. I hope that when the Marshalls Museum opens... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the spaceship down by the river. Yeah. Uh, that is a very good way to describe it. <laughs> Tell it us your a, opinion about the... It took me a minute. Okay. I, I'm okay with it. I, mm. I want to see it. I'm like you. I'm excited to see it. Mm. Now, was I right? Is that opening next year? It should, it should be. COVID slowed it down. Yeah, okay. There, I mean, I told last uh, week, I, I mentioned I thought it was opening early 2021, but you haven't checked, heard. Okay. I haven't heard, but the thing is, that museum may very well be the spot where the ferry would have taken Maddie, oh, you know, of course we're talking right. fiction, yeah. but there was a ferry that yes. ran across. Uh, Harold, will, yeah. Harold Trisler, who played um, in the, he was in the both the documentary, and he was also in the play. Mm -hmm. uh, he played Major Lanigan, um, and Harold is, you want history? Mm -hmm. Harold's your man. That dude has So he's like a walking oh history gosh, book. He's forgotten more about history than I'll ever learn. Wow. And he knows uh, it, my costume in mm -hmm. both the documentary and the play was Harold's clothes. Wow. He has an entire collection of period costumes. Wow. Where is like he that. from? He's in Fort Wayne. Oh, wow. Yeah. And wow. The, there's a documentary about Bass Reeves, and he helped produce that, and oh. he's in it. Awesome. He looks like Santa Claus. He plays Santa Claus every year. Okay, so you know, I you know did how, read. You know Kurt Ledbetter now looks yes, like Santa Claus. Okay, yes. he's about he's about coach's size. Okay, and he's got flowing. Why do he and I really? hang out sometimes at nine or six? It's funny because okay. I just saw Kurt Ledbetter not too long did ago, you know? and guess what? He was in a Santa Claus suit, and I sat and talked well, yeah. to him. He was playing Santa Claus. That's funny. Anyway, yeah, but, but um, you no, know, there there are people that I mean, Harold would. He was a technical advisor on the documentary as well, and okay. kind of check things with right. him and stuff. So. That's awesome. So is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about before we start wrapping things up? <laughs> <laughs> I know I know there's probably there, quite seen to talk all night. So yeah, <laughs> especially especially if uh, if I like it. Let's uh, let's see. I've got how about some random facts of uselessness. All right. Uh, that's, that's my favorite that's thing. thing. And I'll throw I'll throw some trivia in there too. Okay, so you talked about hell on the border. Mhm. Mm uh, and the stink of the the deal? Yes. Did you know they kept sawdust on the courtroom floor because the smell would come up? Oh. Uh -uh. Because the wow. court was directly above. Above that jail. Yes. Okay. So they kept sawdust on the floor because the smell was No, smell. I didn't know yeah. that. So the jail it's the jail cell is what they called hell on the border. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I didn't okay. want to correct Angie, it was, it was but a, I, that's what I thought see, you were saying. There, there's a group called Friends of the Fort, and they mm -hmm. do night court. And there, there's mm -hmm. a guy... That looks exactly like Judge Parker. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I, Sonny I, Robinson. Um, no, Sonny no. Robinson. Okay. Yeah, he's always on They're, all the they tours. Do, yeah. They do night courts. You can buy tickets and go watch really uh, actual trials. It's okay. based on the tr the trial records. 
Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to do one as soon as COVID allows okay. them to do it. I guess our mom went to school with him. Probably. And he is retiring from, he's, and he's played Judge Parker for, for a long time. 20, mm-hmm. what, 25 and years she now. Said, and he's just getting a little burnout. Sure. He's getting older. Sure. She said she and would said, ask him, like, how's your family? But no matter what she would ask him, he would not leave his, he would stay in character. Oh, yeah. no one, <laughs> like she said, she said no, I could not he, get yeah, him to get yeah, out of character yeah. with him. His wife plays, his wife plays Mary. Yeah. And, and well, that was my question: Was yeah. if he's retiring, who's going to play Judge Parker? Well, there'll yeah. be, there'll be someone. In. Yeah, he yeah. he. Um, Tommy Street from the Tommy Street Show, one hundred four point seven. Yeah, he was Judge Parker in our play. Okay, and there oh. there was a point during rehearsals. Well, he's got a voice that's like pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, is that radio voice? Uh, Sonny and his wife came and presented Tommy. With the lizard pin that Judge Parker's wife made for him oh, from wow. one of her earrings, mm-hmm. and so they pinned it on him. It, Aww, it was cool to watch that. Kind of like a earring. transfer oh, yeah. of he was um, passing the, old the torch, to the new. passing oh, the torch so to cool. Tommy to play, and then mm-hmm. kind of giving him his blessing on his stuff. Aww. So yeah, it was cool. That's interesting. Um, okay, the gallows, uh, they were open. There was no fence, mm-hmm. and people came from all around states, Louisiana. I wish Oklahoma. we had. A, I wanted to mention that in the Truger episode, and I yeah, forgot. It was. They came, it was a spectacle. It was you like a. It was an event. It was it like was a. Event. It was some. Yeah. It was uh, like and, an entertainment almost for but people. But then they mm-hmm. fenced it. They had it fenced so that only family. Mm-hmm. And now you have to have a ranger, a park ranger, let you in. You don't. You can't. Yeah, I think people, you can just go in on your you own. You said people come from Texas. Louisiana, well, they they did to yeah. come watch the hands. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I also read that judge. There's no record that ever showed that Judge Parker actually watched a he hanging. And in the movie, they had him standing out on the balcony there, watching. There's it. a Clint Eastwood movie called Hang 'Em High. My mm-hmm. dad loved Clint yeah, Eastwood movies. I did too. And they they everything about Hang 'Em High was based on Fort Smith, mm-hmm. but they didn't call it Fort Smith. Right. But oh. the the judge would stand up in a window and mm. look down at the hangman. The hangman would look up at him and he'd, he'd nod, nod his head solemnly. Mm. Now, Maddie in the book said he did watch from the window. Which but that's, I know that's what I'm saying. I when I researched right. it, they said there's yeah. no I'm, documentation. No, that's what I'm saying. Know. I'm just saying the, in the book they yeah. said that. But, it, he did it, just but since he was like against it. capital punishment, yeah. that mm-hmm. makes me think that he probably did not watch right. the hangings. Let's see here. So we talked about the True Grit route. Um, talked about okay. What about Captain Con- uh, Quantrill? Mm-hmm. You guys talked about him, but you didn't. Quantrill was a before the Civil War. He led a group of uh, marauders. They called them guerrillas, mm-hmm. and they called them uh, Quantrill's Raiders. Mm-hmm. And they went through Missouri and Kansas, trying to round up runaway slaves. And they were brutal okay. in their tactics. Some of the people in that were actually, you know, that, the whole Labeef uh, Cogburn argument was mm-hmm. that you rode with Quantrill. Yes, Quantrell. okay. And, and that's this is what's what, crazy. That's what um, was so, so yeah. you know, Labeef was serious. He was like, yeah. you're scum. Yeah, you because rode you rode Quantrell. with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some people that actually rode with him, Frank and Jesse James, mm-hmm. uh, Cole Younger, and mm-hmm. a guy named Bloody Bill Anderson. Yeah. So... What's funny is I had researched all that before our podcast, and it just totally left me. When we were talking about it, everything I had read just totally left me. But they say that's how, like, the uh, 
the youngers, mm -hmm. weren't they? Okay, the youngers mm -hmm. and the, like I said, Jesse James. James, they think they learned some of their guerrilla warfare tactics during the Civil War, during the Civil War mm -hmm. and that's how they were so successful mm -hmm. when they started, they started robbing, robbing people. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. um, and we talked about Calvin Whitson and, and Heck Thomas. Bass mm -hmm. Reeves was another one mm -hmm. that was supposed to be. Uh, Bass Reeves actually arrested his own son, Benny. I know. His son murdered his wife. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to give him. It's called a writ mm -hmm. when when you when the the arrest warrant was called a writ, mm -hmm. and they didn't want to give it to him. And uh, Bass Reeves said, uh, "No, that's mm -hmm. that's my responsibility." And so mm -hmm. he took it and he went and arrested his own son. I know that story His son was convicted, went to Leavenworth Prison, mm -hmm. served his time, mm -hmm. got out of prison, and was a model citizen from mm -hmm. then on. I think but, that's why I have so much respect for Bass mm -hmm. Reeves is because of that story right there. Yeah. If anyone could have been, you know, he went and arrested his own son because he yeah. knew he had broken the law. Because it was right. And I did read somewhere that there is a there has been a movie made about Bass Reeves. There have been, been a couple. I didn't know that, but I read it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't very there's good. A new one, there's a new one that's about to come out and Bass Reeves is in it. Mm -hmm. And my friend Reggie, who mm -hmm. played Donnelly in the play, mm -hmm plays Bass Reeves. Oh, really? Yeah. There was this okay. thing that has been going around for a long time that Morgan Freeman, mm -hmm. that you talked yeah, about Yeah, everything with I've read said everybody Morgan wants Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Well, mm -hmm. he, when he wants the movie. He wants the movie made. Oh, okay. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, Morgan Freeman wants a Bass mm -hmm. Reeves movie made right. Oh. And, and, and Denzel Washington was mentioned a lot, too, that people wanted him to play Bass Reeves, but now that he's older, yeah, it would have to be somebody, somebody younger. Be somebody yeah. younger. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, you want some trivia? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's our favorite part of the show. Okay. So, what food item does Rooster attempt to show his marksmanship skills against? Oh, oh that was that. You mentioned some type this of cornbread. It was the corn dodgers. Corn, corn dodgers. dodgers. That's oh. it. Yes. It's like a flat. It's like a flat. You stole that uh, right out from under me, Joy. A flat. <laughs> That's how it is in the old west. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of my favorite part of the books when they were out there shooting those. Yeah. Corn dodgers. See, I I like the soundtracks as much as I like the movies. Mm -hmm. oh. So Carter Burwell was the composer for the True Grit soundtrack. Okay. What other prominent book to movie series soundtrack did he do? Oh my goodness, I have no idea. Come on, book people. Book to movie. A book to yeah. movie. Book was it another western? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Do you have any idea? I I'm just drawing a blank right now. He's done a bunch of soundtracks, but this one's Twilight. Really? Oh, I would have never Me gotten either. that. He did Bella's Lullaby. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll have okay, to I'll have to confess grit. I've yeah. read, oh, yeah. I've okay. read all you those. Okay, you need to do that because it's based on hymns. <laughs> oh. The Coen brothers wanted mm -hmm. a, a certain feel. Yes. So it's kind of that westerny gospel sound. Exactly. And so he, he spent a summer exploring hymn books, mm -hmm. playing hymns, playing oh, hymns. Oh, I bet, I bet there's some and pretty he songs landed, there. If you listen to it, mm -hmm. he landed on Leaning on the Everlasting yes. Arms. And okay. if you listen in the movie, mm -hmm. I did that notice theme that. Mm -hmm. goes over and a lot over. of them. A lot. You're right. Now that you mentioned that, mm -hmm. I noticed a lot of the music in the background. Even when it was just not mm -hmm. just the tune, mm -hmm. I was like, "Wow, they keep playing that same song." And it's over a variation. It's a yeah. theme and yeah. variation. Yes. Mm -hmm. But if you it, mm -hmm. like an artist that paints a picture, he paints the feeling mm -hmm. of the movie. Setting the mood. By changing music. the mood of the yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and Angie may not remember this, but. I noticed that because we grew up 
we, we went to church together. We Lights grew up hell. with these hymns. We grew up with leaning on the everlasting mm-hmm. arms. At the end of our podcast, I, I was going to play that as we ended it mm-hmm. and read some of the passages. But I told Angie, I said, I can't do it. I'll cry. You'll cry. Something about that song. Oh, the yeah. way, it was so beautiful. The way they composed it and played it. I even looked it up on it YouTube. Haunting. It was haunting. They're That's a perfect word. Beautiful. But I, I don't. Do you remember me saying that? I may not. Maybe I didn't share that with you. But I wanted to play it and kind of have it in the background as we read our favorite passages. And I said, I can't do it because I'll cry. That was the most beautiful it version was. of "Leaning on the Everlasting yeah. Arms" I've ever heard. And the documentary that we talked about, the mm-hmm. best author you've never heard of mm-hmm. they kept playing it in the background i was like stop it you're killing me <laughs> i don't it, it makes you cry did you find it we'll just let that play while we have yeah time. see now i have to get a clean <laughs> is that not the most beautiful rendition yeah. of leaning this, on the everlasting this, this track is called the wicked flea this is mm-hmm. when the opening oh. scene where Tom the Chaney, righteous flee when none exactly. pursue. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right, and that's what, and he tells that story. No, I'm sorry, the wicked flee. The wicked when, flee. I said the that's righteous, why that's the called wicked, the wicked flee, flee when none right. pursue. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So, it's uh-huh. just beautiful. All right, here we go. Okay. So, what physical appearance trait of Labeef's did Maddie constantly talk about? His unruly cowlick. His cowlick. Cow- yes. <laughs> I, since I've been around makeup people and all the mm-hmm. stuff, I guarantee you. Every time they had a cut and did a different take, somebody went and mm-hmm. worked on Matt. Matt Damon's cowlick. <laughs> make it do yeah. exactly. You guys are doing good. Okay, what unique item does Tom Chaney take from Frank Ross after he murders him? The silver dollar? No, it, was, it was a or gold, gold piece. Gold piece. It was two was gold like California? Two California gold pieces. Two California gold pieces. Yeah. Yeah. shaped. That's right. Yeah. That's right. California yeah. gold. How many did she recover? Gift. Just one. Uh, she recovered one, right? Wait. So I remember Did her saying dad I have never one when she saw him in the coffin? Or no? No, I can't Tom remember. Stole he stole oh, that's right. Tom Chaney had stole them, mm-hmm. but she only found one, right? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't know. Tell us, Brian. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, I think they they had traded it for all the soft key and stuff. All oh, the wow. that's they right. They traded that gold piece. That's right. Okay. I that's forgot about that. But okay. he, she never got the other one back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, here's here's one. I'll I'll stop the same. Oh, thank you. What Johnny Cash song was used to promote the movie? It wasn't in the movie. Oh, but it was used to promote the movie. I don't guess I knew that. Oh, I bet you did. I didn't know there was a Johnny Cash song yeah. to promote the movie. Yeah, if you watch the trailer, would it be back. a song that we're familiar with? I like Johnny Cash. I know, I do too. I like Johnny Cash. Everything I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of what's not a walk the line, Folsom City Boys. It would be any of those. (laughs) But it it fits. Oh, what is it? I'm going to guess it's a hymn. No, not a hymn. Oh, no. I love it. And this is when he was older. Okay. So this is late. Oh. I've heard it, but I don't know the name of it. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely fitting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. yeah. I love the way his voice got as he got older. Yeah. But that's that's not what we're talking about. Okay, Uh, let's see. 
What actor provided the voice? This is the 2010 movie. Okay. What actor provided the voice for lawyer Jay Noble Dagg? <laughs> and he only has one little part where you hear him his voice as okay. she's reading the letter. Mm -hmm. You know, he's waiting on the she's right. waiting on the letter for uh, General Stone. Oh, I didn't even notice. I didn't even pay attention I, to that. I, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. She's walking no across idea. the street reading the letter. Uh, is that older he's, actor? He says, "I'm not. I'm not. I'm not chiding you." Right. I'm just asking you that you're, you know, no telling me you, you may find yourself in, in a situation, right. which was foreboding for later on. Right. I have no idea. I, I don't even have a guess. Oh my god. Give gosh. us a hint. Uh, Spider-Man, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> okay. That's no, not his name. Oh, that's your that's the character. That's your that's the my character. Hand. That's my hand. He played that character. Uh -huh. I'm trying to think who even played Spider-Man. Oh, What's I that wish name? I was a Spider-Man. He was in. He was in the okay. latest Spider-Man. He did this in the latest Spider-Man, but he also was in the Tobey Maguire. I just hear people out there right now think. going, "Come oh, on, I can guys." Think it was Tobey Maguire. Uh, he also played. He won an Academy Award for Whiplash. Oh my goodness. I don't know. J.K. Simmons, bald guy. Real gruff. He also does. He also does the farmers, uh, the commercials for the insurance. Oh, <laughs> you know the where it's like the, the yeah, oh, with yeah, the deer. Yeah, you know yes. the deer having the party in the house. <laughs> yes, that's that's it. That's Jake. Oh my goodness. So okay, a couple more. What is the name of the What is the name of the restaurant that gets its name from the saloon in the Western District? I actually told you. Already. Oh, was oh, what did you say though? Roulette. Oh, start with the R. Oh, oh, he just said um, it well ago. Yes, he did. Um, because I tried to remember it. Because yeah. the next time I'm on Garrison, I yeah, wanted to look at it. Uh, Shrimp and grits. Yeah. Oh, I cannot yeah, remember. He what said, you said it now. twice, I think. And, and oh. it's on the front of the bar. They changed that yes. sign. Yes, I know it starts with the R. You yeah. just said it, and I cannot oh. think. Rialto. 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 Okay, yeah. Rialto. Okay, here's if you get this, I'm going to be. I'm already impressed with you guys. But what famous lawman was indicted in Fort Smith? For horse theft, mm. oh, I know and this broke one. out of jail with six other prisoners, tried by tying their bed sheets together. Yes, I've read the story. Something to do with White Earp. It was part it's exactly of White Earp. Oh, it was his White Earp. Yeah, okay. I can't remember if it was him yeah. or someone associated with him. Well, Doctor Goldsmith's yeah. book has his arrest, his uh, arrest writ. And oh, stuff okay, right. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they talk about he's mentioned in the play, but he's also mentioned in the documentary. Okay, okay, that is that is interesting. That is. Okay, and here's your bonus. What other infamous outlaws moved through and hid in Fort Smith? Was that Jesse James? Uh, that was Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie yeah, and Clyde. Yeah. That's right. And I'm yeah. glad you mentioned that because Fort Smith has a lot of history other than, you know, just the corruption and, yeah. and the hanging judge. And one of my favorite things to do in Fort Smith, and Corby and I try to do this when we can, is we ride the historic, we take the historic trolley ride around Halloween. Oh, yeah. And they call it the, um, they have a name for it, I can't remember this. Haunted like the haunted, the haunted trolley or something. or something like that. And it is well <laughs> worth it. So if, if you live in the area of Fort Smith, it is well worth mm -hmm. it. It's always very interesting. I forgot that Bonnie and Clyde came through. Yeah, and that's the reason I knew um, in Fort Smith. They killed, no. they killed a constable in Alma. Right. But there was a flop house in Fort Smith down by the river, mm -hmm. um, kind of near the... Uh, uh, it's near uh, the Great Expressway. Oh, Expressway. Uh -huh. yeah. okay. And they hid out there. Yeah. Wow. They, um, would, they would make a circuit. They would make a loop. Mm -hmm. And and that's, if you've ever seen The, the Highwayman with Kevin Costner and uh, Woody Harrelson, yeah. mm -hmm. they figure it out. 
and right. that's well, catch them in Louisiana. What's crazy okay. is when Bonnie and Clyde were hiding out, you know, they were up in Mountainburg, mm-hmm. and, and they ended up coming back into Fort Smith. And no, to this day, they don't really know exactly how they got across the river. Yeah. And one of the theories is that they walked across one of the train trestles that goes across the Arkansas River. Mm-hmm. So every time I see mm-hmm. that, I think of that. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Well, I guess it's time to wrap things up. I could We could sit here and talk all night, but... Looks like it's, anybody got anything they want to say no, before I just we close? No, I thank Brett or, for coming. Yeah. I know you work a full time job, and it sounds like mm-hmm. you're busy making documentaries. Yeah. And so when you are rich and famous, <laughs> remember yeah, us. Just remember the little people when yeah. you're yeah. Uh, rich and famous. Be sure you're wearing a Twin Top T-shirt if you yeah, ever one? do any. No. Well, no, but we're, we'll we're, make one for maybe, you. Maybe, maybe, maybe a guy that prints shirts out of print. Oh, oh. Hint, hint, hint. Why have we not thought of that, Joy? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. That's Someone who can draw and is an yeah, artist. I don't know who that person would be. And has free printing equipment. I don't know who that person would be. Well, no, seriously, thank you for coming. Thank and you. you brought. he also brought us some goodies we should mention. Yes, he thank brought you. us some things from the Western District of, you know, like... Um, what what is this? That's Brent. That's Doctor Goldsmith's book. His book. Okay. Yeah, All right. So those he, are available at Bookish. Bookish. Okay. Yeah, okay. I actually I actually bought them out there mm-hmm. in Brunswick Place, but they're also in the new uh, Bakery District. Okay. There's okay. a bookshop there okay. and a coffee shop. Fort Smith Coffee's in there. Yes. And okay. They've, okay. Got, they've one got copies day. there, mm-hmm. and if you need more, and yeah. and if anybody wants to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Western District documentary to fund it, mm-hmm. become get producing credit. Mm-hmm. You can um, you can send um, you can contact me or um, Brandon has um, an address. Let me see if I can find okay. it real quick. And because, we can also put all that information yeah, on our like, homepage mm-hmm. on our podcast homepage because because the, he's trying to you know he's still trying to fund everything. still trying to fund it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, he says you can make checks to FSHS Western District, and uh, his address is 8224 Cypress Avenue, Fort Smith, Arkansas, 72908. Okay, awesome. Who so, knows? Maybe somebody will donate to you it. You never know. I, you never I mean, know. I, I, think, I think you would get producing, you know, some kind of yeah. credit. Credit for, for I mean, okay. And, you know, if it okay. becomes something, then... That's exciting. I can't wait till it comes out. Yeah. And I really do I hope, like, like y'all said, Netflix or Stars or somebody so. picks it up. That would be amazing. As, as big as history stuff is right now, and Arkansas mm-hmm. is kind of becoming, you know, with, know. with Ozark. Yes. Ozark, and mm-hmm. then they filmed season three of True Detective and Fayetteville. And oh, Winslow. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And there's also a show, and I haven't seen it. It's on Netflix, and it's Arkansas. called Arkansas. Yeah, yeah Liam, yes. Liam Neeson? Yeah, uh, no, well, Liam Hemsworth. Hell, or Hemsworth. Hemsworth. It's Thor's Yes, brother. him, and who is the main other main um, guy? Well, uh, it's some, a big Vaughn, name. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. He's the, he's the bad guy. Yeah, so he's Ozark, and then we've got Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this documentary mm-hmm. that they're coming yep. out, so and Arkansas's then, being put on the map. And then a few years back, but Mud, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yes. Was that, that was, set in Arkansas? Yeah, absolutely. It was filmed in, it was filmed in Dumas. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Jeff and I were watching that, and I thought it was a pretty good movie, but I, I guess I was probably grading or halfway paying attention, <laughs> and I didn't realize it was filmed in Arkansas. Yes, filmed wow. in Arkansas. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. On, the, on the Mississippi River, and they used uh-huh. the Oxbow, the Elbow Lake and stuff. Right. But, uh, all that area down there. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, okay, well, thank you so much for coming, Brett. No, we you. really do appreciate it. it. Um, 
I guess if that's all, Joy, you want to add anything? No, we... that's it, I okay. guess. Okay, well, this is Angie signing off. <laughs> this is Joy signing off. All right. Brett, you want to say anything? I'm going to sign off, too. Okay. Sign all right. How do you want to do our... our... I want to say it with you. You want to say it with us? Okay, yeah. right. we'll see you next time on Twin, Twin Talk. Talk. <laughs> that's a long one.